0: Want to support the show and get free stuff while you do so? Go to patreon.com of horror for more information.
1: I wish you'd try to eat something,
2: Mr. Harrison. You know, starving yourself isn't going to the situation at all.
1: No, no, thank you very much, Mrs. McHenry, but I just have no appetite. I feel I should be doing something, but I don't know what. Well, why don't you just try to stop worrying? The best thing you can do is stay right here. I'm sure, she'll call or show up soon. But you
2: just knew what to do. Did you know? This is a very little known fact, but... there's a certain species of turtle that can screw for three days without stopping. You don't believe me, do you? Well, I mean, how could I make something like that? Uh, Barb, dear. Uh, I, I, I... Uh, no, really, they
1: did three days, 24 hours a day. <laughs> Can you believe that, three days? I'm lucky if I get three minutes. <laughs> you think it's my fault, don't you? Barb, stop it. Don't shit me. That's what
2: you're all thinking. Why don't you just come right out and say it? You think that I drove her away. And if she's dead, you're going to blame me. Barb, for God's sake. Well,
1: that's what we're all thinking. Why doesn't someone just come right out and say it? Barb, dear, you've had too much to drink. Mr. Harrison... I don't give a shit about Mr. Harrison. I'm sick and tired of everyone in this house insinuating
2: stuff and not coming out with what they mean. Barb, why don't you go upstairs and lie down for a while? Shut up. And you
1: leave me alone. God damn you. You think it's my fault, don't you? You've been implying
2: it all afternoon. Barb... You're drunk. Go to bed.
1: Watch a few movies, take a few notes. (laughs) It was fun.
0: (laughs) Getting prank phone calls is never fun. That is, unless it's the 1970s and you and all your friends get together around and take turns firing one-liners at the unknown caller who may or may not be slowly killing you off one by one in the meantime. Wait, that's also not too fun, but at least that makes for an interesting story set back during a time when phones were used to talk to people instead of writing angry internet comments from the toilet. That's right, folks, we're returning to a holiday horror classic to see if they left any dark corner unexplored, as tonight, the dolls revisit 1974's Black Christmas. And now... The Dolls of Horror. It's showtime.
2: Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Dolls of Horror podcast, the spot to feed your tormented addiction. I'm Summer. And I'm Jamie. And it's Christmas spooky season. Yay! Yay! My favorite time of year after Halloween. (laughs) Yes, honestly, I've said this before and I think I mean it. The Christmas spooky season is my favorite above Halloween spooky season. I love it so much. It's my favorite.
1: I love Christmas horror. Like there's so many great ones, so I I can see where you're coming from on that.
2: Yeah, I, it's just so easy to to say October horror is your favorite because it's so generic, and that's when everyone's expected to watch horror. But Christmas horror, or whatever religion you follow, you know, we need more Jewish horror. I've said that. We do. So. We do. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit more scarce and special and creative.
1: It is very special. And like, you know, when you find somebody who will watch like Christmas horror movies with you <laughs> during the Christmas season, that's really special because that's not one that my, um, yeah, my family's uh, do- my family doesn't watch this one with me. I'll put it that way.
2: <laughs> no, but Henry has been forced to endure it over and over again. Same with David multiple times this year already. So <laughs> no, he actually Henry actually prefers the the first remake they did from what 2000 and something? Uh-huh. 2004
1: was it? I feel six? like somewhere
2: around there. Yeah. 4 or 6? Something like that. Um he prefers that one best, which is not bad. I mean, I'll take it. Yeah, you know. It's far better than the 2019 That's what I've heard. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. So tonight we are going to be discussing Black Christmas from 1974. And longtime listeners of the show are going to be like, what the fuck? You already did that one. Well, Mm -hmm. yes, I already did that one. But Jamie hasn't done it. And it's one of her favorite movies for Christmas. Yeah. Forever.
1: It's one of my favorite movies ever, to be and honest with you. you. Said, yeah. yeah so, it's definitely my favorite Christmas, but one of my favorite all-time movies, too.
2: Yeah. So I said, well, we have to do it again with Miss Jamie. Yeah. And I was trying to actually find a guest for it, and everyone was busy, so it didn't work out. But that's okay, because we'll still have a great time. And we kind of decided that that is what we're going to be doing periodically for mm-hmm. some of the favorites, like Nightmare on Elm Street, perhaps, or... Some of our favorite christmas movies or some of our favorite halloween movies or whatever the ones that we'd already done in the past with tori we're just going to loop back and revisit it with yeah yeah why not because it's just not fair not to i know i don't want to get left out of those ones those are good ones (laughs) exactly so here we go all right, guys, Black Christmas, 1974. For those of you guys who have not seen this movie, here is the synopsis. Spoilers up the wazoo on this one.
1: Yes, many spoilers ahead. <clears throat>
2: During their Christmas break, a group of sorority girls are stalked by a stranger. It's a pretty simple plot, but uh, it's always a fun one. Oh, it's always good.
1: And th- yeah, oh, I'm so excited to talk Black Christmas summer. I'm so excited.
2: <laughs> I know that you are. I know that you are. um So, this one stars Olivia Hussey, Margot Kidder, John Saxon, Andrea Martin, and Keir Duley, and Art Hindle as well. We've talked about him. I've talked to him a couple of times. Um, we're trying to get him on the show, but the schedules just have not worked out. But it's going to happen someday. I have faith. And I'm excited, very excited about that. Oh, I am too. It was written by Roy Moore who wrote the screenplay and directed by Bob Clark of a Christmas story, guys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so Bob Clark made the best two Christmas movies like ever, well two of the most popular Christmas movies ever. I'd right. say. Horror and just like mainstream, but it's like so fun.
2: <laughs> I truly appreciate his love for the season in all genres. Same. (laughs) It's so good. I know. (laughs) Oh, my God, guys. All right. Favorite kill.
0: Fatality. Oh, Jamie. Okay.
2: (laughs) So my favorite, it's the classic. It is the trademark kill. It's the original kill. It's the suffocation of, was it Claire? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Claire. Um, And it's my favorite because... Not necessarily because of the kill itself, but because they keep going back to looking at the body. Which is beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful corpse and a beautiful rocking chair. And it's an iconic image. It's almost like, you know, Mrs. Bates up in the window. Yeah. Right. Totally agree. Yeah, so that's my favorite, just because uh, it's everyone thinks of it. I think it's on one, some of the DVD covers, too. It is, yeah. Right. It's the
1: cover image for a lot of copies,
2: yeah. Right. So, yeah, it's not that creative for me, but it's my favorite. What's yours?
1: yeah you know that's a close second for me. um i I have to say, I love the way that kill is shot. like mm-hmm. the sh- we'll talk about that in cinematography some, but just like the shot through the plastic was like so pretty. Um, yeah. but my favorite kill is definitely our girl Barb. Um that kill is just I mean, how many times do you get to see a sorority girl killed by her own glass unicorn? Um, that's amazing. Um, Just the whole way it's shot is really beautiful. And her hand is like hitting all her other glass figurines. And I love that that's her thing is like glass animals. She has like little birds and stuff. And it's just so beautiful the way he like plunges the unicorn horn into her. And it is is amazing. I was smiling so big the whole time.
2: (laughs) Yeah. If I remember correctly, Tori really, really loved that unicorn and this was before we included the prop we would like to own segment but she did say that she really wanted that unicorn it's her dream to have a glass unicorn from Black Christmas
1: Oh, it's beautiful (laughs) I adore it I really love it it's yeah yeah. (laughs) one of my favorite scenes from a Christmas movie ever probably it's just beautiful
2: (laughs) yeah okay fashion moment so many (laughs) looks yeah looks (laughs) oh
1: <laughs> <Aww>, jesse <laughs> that's awesome i love it <laughs> i forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Okay, all right, that's awesome. We got to serve up some good fashion then.
2: Um, <laughs>
1: oh my god, there are so many looks in this movie too. The seventies are like one of my favorite eras for fashion. So I mean, I pretty much liked everything on screen.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: but of course, I have to narrow that down to something. Um. So I will say that Jess's pink robe has to get an honorable <laughs> mention. That yes. is the robe, the pink robe that kind of launched it all for me. Yeah. Um, that's the pink robe that really made me like, man, pink robes, they're a thing in horror movies and I like it. Um, I also really like Barb's random black choker she has on mm. in the beginning. It's really like big and kind of awkward and I love it. Um, I wish I had Jess's pink beret. Because oh, yeah. that is very cute, but my favorite thing—I've always just loved it so, so, so much—is Jess's like sweater. It looks like it has hands on it, um, and I just think it's so cool. I've always wanted it, so it, I love all the looks, but that one is my favorite look of all.
2: Okay, my favorite look is um, in the ice rink scene. Of course, <laughs> it's Chris's very, very colorful goalie mask. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um. But, I mean, also, I really loved the um the sweater as well because it just looks so cozy and wonderful. Yes. And I'm a big sweater fan out here in the cold, cold, cold weather. It's so great. So, but the goalie mask, man, it has so many colors on it. It, it has, has all of the colors, and it's so cool looking. And, I mean, I almost want to pick that for my prop as well.
1: Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm torn. Is
2: it fashion or is it prop? Because I want to take it home. but it's, it's kind of both. Right. But it's super cool, too. So it has to be my fashion moment for sure. It is awesome. Definitely. <laughs> uh, all right. Prop we would like to own. That's right. No other props. Not a single other prop. Now, if I cannot have that hockey mask because I named it as a fashion moment, I would love. <laughs> You're going to laugh. <laughs> I want Mrs. Max's little hide a bottle book. That was my pick, too. I wrote book booze. Book booze. With or without the booze, <laughs> I don't care, but I love the book.
1: Oh, my God. Me, too. I mean, I have a couple things I liked, but that's my very favorite. It's so
2: awesome. I mean, you know- she's the best. Best stash place ever. <laughs> yes. She has them all, all the stash verses. <laughs> now, in honor of Tori, I'm going to also name the the glass unicorn because I actually want that as well. I do too. I would like it bloody if possible, but exactly. I do love the glass unicorn. For sure. Wow. Yeah. So hockey mask, unicorn, or hide the bottle book. Yeah. I also
1: like um I also really like the astrology poster on the background. It's in so many shots. It's got like a swirl and I had to stop on it and see what it was. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's definitely like an astrology thing, but it's awesome. And I mean, if I could have like a replica of Claire with the bag over her face (laughs) with like, you know, it all sucked in, um, in a rocking chair, in a window, like I would
2: love that. Absolutely. That'd be beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I'm running out of room in my living room for all the body parts I want in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely running out of room. I got intestines all over
1: the walls at this point, heads hanging around the house. Like, I don't know (laughs) if I have room for a full Claire replica, but I want it.
2: (laughs) I know, me too. But hey, this is (laughs) fantasy, right? Yeah. We're never gonna get these props, most likely. Anyway. Never
1: say never. You never know. Maybe somebody's listening and has the right connections.
2: This is and we'll just send it to us. You know what? I did see online at some point that someone was making a black Christmas unicorn prop, (gasps) but I don't remember who it was or who showed it to me. It might have been Tori who showed it to me. Mm. Um, but yeah, for real. All right. Moving right along to epic line. This
0: is going to be totally epic.
2: Ooh. I want to hear
1: yours. Yeah, there's some good ones. Um okay. I will say the majority of my lines kind of come from more like the beginning of the movie. Um let me look over these for a second as I decide I know honorable mention um, goes to um, I can't think of his name right now but they have the kids over at the sorority house and the guy's dressed up as Santa and he's being a naughty Santa is that Graham um, maybe? yes Graham thank you that's his name and um, you know Barb's giving him a hard time and he has (laughs) a kid and he says ho 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 fuck
0: ho 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 shit
2: Santa, please
1: look. She's supposed to be going away with
2: me for the weekend. God damn it! Well, we decided that we would go skiing for a few days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've been looking forward to this for three weeks. Bitch! Isn't Santa naughty?
0: Oh ho oh, oh, <laughs> so good.
2: I had that good. too. And you know, in preparation for this episode, I was looking over my old notes, mm-hmm. right, and my old epic lines and i only had a few but that's one of the ones that i actually added so that's a new favorite and you picked it so i'm glad <laughs> it's just really
1: fun and it just feels like so um so appropriate cuz mm-hmm. you know it's festive too you could use that in situations during the holidays like many times over ho ho ho
2: fuck i think i'm like- going to
1: I am too, you know. <laughs> I've been mm-hmm. mumbling and under my breath every holiday season, anyway. So,
2: yes.
1: <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, so, and then my next kind of runner-up. Um, it's very, very much towards the beginning. And uh, Graham uh, asked something again, where he says, "How does it look?" And Barb says, "Eulish, very eulish."
2: Oh. oh. By the way, how come I was the only one they were working
1: together? We were there this afternoon, Barb.
2: A likely story. How's it look?
1: Eulish. very eulish. Have you got
2: That's another one I added (laughs) That's so funny. So
1: funny. Yeah. Um I love Barb, obviously. Like
2: such a drunk.
1: I know she really is. She oh really is. But I love her. She's probably one of my favorite not so final girls. Um, she definitely is high up on that list for me. Um, okay, so my favorite, my favorite favorite line is they've just received one of their calls from the moaner, and um, Claire, you know, says something about it, and Barb responds, "No, Claire, that's the Mormon uh, Tabernacle Choir doing their annual obscene phone call." <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's expanded his act. Could that be one person? No, Claire, that's the Mormon Tabernacle Choir doing their annual obscene phone call. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's so sassy and funny and just, like, smartass. I fucking love it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, I don't know what I want to pick. I know what my, my winner is. I'm pretty sure that it's my winner from... When we first recorded this. Because I still have ah. the same stupid job. But I mean I'm glad I have a job. But I still feel the same way. Um, <laughs> so. But I'm having a hard time finding a runner up. Because I love them so much. I know. There's other ones that I really liked that I didn't mention. But like it, it's got good lines. Alright. So my number my number three. Because I love a good prank. Is when they're pranking Nash about um, fellatio (laughs) let's just call it that and move on
1: could you give me the number at the sorority house please
2: Please. yeah sure it's uh, fellatio 20880 fellatio it's a it's a new exchange f-e <laughs> oh my god i
1: love the bit when the when they're cracking up about it too yeah like later on the one detective and john it <laughs> it's he's just cracking up at his desk i love it
2: He's got the giggle so bad. I know. It's so cute. I love it so much. <laughs> you know, his character name in the credits, is, he doesn't have a name. His, his name is Laughing Detective.
1: Oh, that's so appropriate. Everybody would know exactly who that is.
2: Yes, played by John Rudder, because that's all- Oh, he does. And you remember that scene where where Lieutenant Fuller's looking at him and he's like, don't start. <laughs> I starts. know, and he's
1: just like, he starts cracking up. I love him. I think he's so
2: cute. He's I adorbs. do. <laughs> I love him so much. He's so good. He is. Oh, golly. Okay. Um, My number two, because along with a good prank, I love a good threat. It is a little confrontation of a scene and guy's screaming at him and he's like, the next time you're going to get the gun up your ass, Sideways. I don't care what kind of hell is wear. going on here. He fired on a police officer. You goddamn right. I do it again too. The bastard who trespassing! Hogan got
0: an ass full of birdshot shot. Yeah, and I'm gonna make some bitch pick every one of them out with his teeth. The next time you're gonna get the gun up your ass. Sideways.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Oh yes, but okay, guys, for those of you who don't know, one of my jobs is an office job and my my job is to call places and ask for things and they tell me no and I ask again and they tell me no and put me on hold for a very, very, very long time, sometimes an hour or two. I think my longest call has been on hold for in two hours and ten minutes.
1: Oh my god.
2: Hung up on me. <laughs> Rude, Jesse nods because he was there too. Um, oh. and so my epic line is Jess when she's calling the police for help, and her line is, Yes, I'll all right, I'll hold, but only for a moment. And it's my epic line because that's not how it works, you're going to hold as long as they. <laughs> Damn well tell you to, and you're probably still not gonna to get to talk to anybody in my experience. So take it away, Jesse.
1: <laughs> yes, hello. Um I've been getting obscene phone calls and I want to know what can be done about it. Yes, all right, I'll hold, but only for a moment.
2: <laughs> it's like no, you're gonna hold as long as they choose for you to hold, and that's just all there is to it. <laughs> you're not telling oh, them my nothing. Gosh.
1: Two hours, man, just to get hung up on. Ugh.
2: Yep. Freaking yeah. Phone, it's like, people. damn it. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that may have been my epic line on our first record. It's definitely my epic line now because <laughs> I have two more years of experience at the same job. And yes. I still feel it in my soul. <laughs> <laughs> it runs deep. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Can we talk about our wonderful cast?
1: Oh, yeah. I have so many thoughts on our wonderful cast.
2: I'm so glad that you do. Because I I made notes and I I couldn't find them all. So my notes are incomplete on my cast. So I'm kind of more going off of memory. So I'm sorry. Forgive me, guys. It's not going to be as detailed as it usually is. That's Um, okay. But, you know, I want to start off by talking about... Our Mrs. Mac, Marion Wade. Wademan. She's great. Like I really believe her is 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 a drunk. I mean, she's fantastic. I loved her so much. She's not. She's not a very accomplished actor, is in screen no. at least. She only had no. six credits in in acting and three credits in writing.
1: Oh, and I haven't really I haven't seen no. her in anything else, but I like I adore her so much in this movie. Like she's definitely one of my favorite characters. Um she's just like her comedic timing is really 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 good. So both like good. physically and like, you know, what she has to say. Like I think it is so funny when the dad is over there and she covers up that naked <laughs> poster
2: <laughs> and she well, just,
1: you know, with her hand. <laughs> I just like uh, her timing is just wonderful. And I wish I I wish I had seen something else that she's in, but I
2: haven't. Exactly. Again, it was only six things and she died fairly young, not about mm-hmm. 10 years after this in 1985. She was only 60 years old. <gasps> oh. So don't know what from that was not disclosed. But yeah, so she was no longer with us as of the 80s. Um, Olivia Hussey. Plays Jess, beautiful, right? Our our horror fans will always remember it. Mm-hmm. Ice Cream Man, yep. This was <laughs> Jesse's first episode with us. Yeah, and Psycho Part Four, yep. Yeah. And I've seen you know here and there Romeo and Juliet, and I think there was a Christ movie that Henry was watching once,
1: um, huh.
2: but. Yeah, I've seen her in other things, but I will always, always remember it most. I think of it before I think of Black Christmas, and her character wasn't even that big in it. Yeah, see,
1: I definitely think of her in Black Christmas, because Jess is one of my favorite final girls. Like, Mm -hmm. I, for many, many reasons, she's just kick-ass and a good friend, and she, like, stands her ground and, like, speaks up for herself with her awful boyfriend, Um I gave him like a hundred minus points. I hate him. I hate him. Yeah. Um, but I always think of her from this. But yeah, it would be like the kind of secondary thing that I think of her in.
2: Yeah. Again, that's so so funny because her character wasn't that large in it. No, <laughs> at all. But I always think of her and I don't I don't know why. Yeah. Anyway. And Ice Cream Man was was such a great role for her, oh too. Oh God, yes. <laughs> it was so different it was so it good mm-hmm. and, oh she's so beautiful she's so she's beautiful. gorgeous She was beautiful then she's beautiful now she's amazing so yeah amazing. oh my god okay lieutenant fuller john saxon our man
1: i don't have i ever talked about my john saxon crush like no. have i talked about this oh I think he is so foxy in Black Christmas, too. Actually, this morning, before we got on, I was, like, going into, I took a picture of my notes to send to Jesse, like I always do. Mm -hmm. And when I went into my photos, I was like, oh, surprise. Last night, I downloaded a bunch of sexy photos of John Saxon. (laughs) So I have, like, five or six um, photos of John Saxon just, like, in my phone right now. There's one where he's, like, um, he's, like, like in a swimsuit and anyway he is a hunky hunky man i think he's so foxy i always have even as he's older i think he was very handsome oh, yeah. but in this movie oh it is like hard to watch like he's very good looking in this movie
0: <laughs> can we just spend the rest of the episode about jamie talking about how much she has the hots for tom saxon or john saxon <laughs> i mean
2: that's that's all jesse that's all. Jessie, I Don't talk about my man like that. It's John. (laughs) Don't call Call him Tom.
1: (laughs) John Saxon.
0: Yeah.
1: He is so dreamy. He's such a fox. His face is like so amazing and hunky and like his voice. And like when he's like telling Jess, you know, that she has to keep the guy on the phone longer, (laughs) I would have been like, I would have done whatever the detective asked me to. I would have just wanted to make John Saxon happy. And I said, Yes, sir. I will, I will keep him on the phone for you, sir.
2: Do you want to stay on the phone? I can stay on the phone with you longer, Lieutenant. I don't remember if Lieutenant Fuller was married or not, but wouldn't that be a great sequel? Oh, like, yeah. Like, yes, and him get together, get married, and then the killer comes back. I would love that. I would love that. Yeah. They thought
1: he was foxy, too. You know those ladies thought he oh, was yeah. foxy.
2: That's the only reason like they were putting up with him.
1: I know. There's a moment where, like, he's teasing them about Barb, right? Where he's yeah. like, "Was that the one at the, you know, at the station?" And they're like, mm-hmm, "Yeah." And he's like, "We should let her sleep or whatever." And he like smiles at them, and they swooned. I would have too. I did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> You I can't never, believe I've never this talked this about and
1: we've talked about him before and like I've I've always I've always felt this way about him, but Black Christmas to me is like him at like some of at some of his foxiest. Um so <laughs> I just like I was like, I can't believe I've never talked about my crush on
2: John Saxon before. But uh, there it is, world. There it is. I Jamie, it. I'm I proud. Have, I agree with everything you said, except I don't have pictures. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, you no it's never too late. They're out there, <laughs> I'll send them to okay. you. Okay. Know? <laughs> now, I mean, <laughs> wow! I don't even know how to follow up with that. <laughs> I mean, you can't really. You can't.
1: Except we can all agree that Jen Sac- John Saxon is foxy. He's foxy in this. He's foxy in all the nightmare Why movies. We talk about in a Blood Beach way. for a
2: second because I love that movie. <laughs>
1: oh, I love Blood Beach too. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, cover is so good too and iconic. He's
2: always a cop too. Always. Right? Mm -hmm. He was always a cop. Almost. Well, not always, but a lot of... He was was a good detective. He was a cop at Nightmare. um, Mm -hmm. And in Blood Beach as well. You know, he was also in one of the um, Dario Argento episodes of Masters of Horror.
1: Yeah. And he was in Tenobre, which is an Argento movie. Right. He's a detective
2: in that. Yeah. Right. One of my favorites. I know you told me about that when we were talking about portal i think so yeah mm-hmm. yeah um all the all the our conversations they just blend together I do <laughs> <sometimes>. <laughs> but no and um but i remember watching blood beach as a kid uh-huh. on like usa channel or something <laughs> yep. like that and he was the reason that i was watching it i'll tell you that right now
1: oh yeah
2: hell yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure for sure <laughs> um Unfortunately, we lost, we lost him last year. I know. I was I know. so sad. I was too. I was sad also because I never got the opportunity to meet him. Uh, he was always on my bucket list of people I really wanted to meet. Same. Um, And I know that he st- kind of stopped doing a- conventions and stuff, so I never thought that I ever actually would. But the fact that that opportunity is now no longer ever going to happen makes me very sad. Me too. Um, but I agree with Thing you said and i feel the exact same way by the way just so you know
1: so you know john <laughs> we're thinking of you
2: very much still so. <laughs> i know, have so Jamie, many photos on my phone of you at the moment gone but never <laughs> forgotten and his body of work is like 200 almost so yeah he was in a ton of stuff i right. mean body yeah, his body <laughs> of work <laughs> Oh my goodness. You know, Jamie, you said <laughs> to me the actor. other day. You said to me the other day when we agreed on something. <clears throat> you're like, it's like we're the same person. Cause it was one of those situations where we said the exact same thing on text and they came in at exactly the same time. So we were yes. typing at the same time. And it really is. This just proves it right now. It's like we're the same person. And I've never told anyone that either. and so I mean I I feel like I'm in a safe space right now you
1: are in a safe space (laughs) I'm serious I feel like my I feel like my face is like I feel like I'm blushing right now
2: just thinking of John (laughs) Saxon I'm feeling really glad that you feel the same way yeah I do yeah I do (laughs) oh let's move on to another hottie Kyrdhule you play Peter you know theo uh, well he was what did you say minus 100 <laughs> boyfriend points
1: i i kept i lost track because i literally was deducting points from him with everything that he did that i hated like telling her she's selfish for her own choices you know yeah. like being snippy with her like his unhinged piano destruction you know <laughs> lurking around the building and crying like what his oh I, he horrible boyfriend <laughs>
2: just to say it uh, A great actor, I mean, in what oh, I've seen him in. For sure. He's had some – yeah, that boyfriend had some issues, I'm just saying. But, yes, <clears throat> you know, he is still actively acting. His last role was in the show Hunters from 2020, so he's still at it. It's the weirdest thing. I Aside from Black Christmas, the, the thing I most think of him from is this made-for-TV movie in 2000, I want to say – The Audrey Hepburn story. Jennifer Love Hewitt played Audrey Hepburn.
1: I have not seen it, but
2: oh my God. It was a two-parter. It was two Two nights. It was good. I bet. It was good. And I liked it a lot. And he was in that. And I always think of that and Black Christmas when I think of him. What about you?
1: You know, I, I honestly, I haven't seen a lot of stuff that he's been in. He's been in a number of things. Um, I think of him as this. Um, but yeah, honestly, I haven't seen him in much. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's in 2001 Space Odyssey. But other than mm-hmm. that, I haven't really seen a lot of his movies.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw his credits. And again, I told you I lost my notes. So I'm just going off of memory. And I had seen many things. I just can't remember what they are right yeah. now. And for those of you guys who don't know, my brain is a little fried right now. It's been about three weeks of work straight since I have had a day off. So um, normally I may have been able to remember some of these credits, but today it's not happening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I really want to talk next about um, Art Hindle, who played Chris Hayden. Also very foxy. Seriously, so foxy in this. The men, the men in this movie. Oh my god! Yeah, so everybody's good
1: looking in this so movie. So good looking,
2: hot. Yeah. hot anyway, hot, hot. loved him in his hockey mask. Just saying. I mean, he's mm-hmm. like he's the real Jason for me. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but um, I know him, of course. Of course, I know him most from 90210. (laughs) Of course you do. (laughs) He had three episodes. He was also a police detective or a Mm -hmm. policeman or a SWAT guy in like all those episodes. And he had one scene, which I always remember because there's a horror connection to it, where he arrested um, a character played by actor Gordon Curry. Gordon Curry is from Puppet Master 4 and 5, Aww. Friday the 13th, Part 8. I no. mean, I love me some Gordon Curry. So, I was when my horror world collides with my 90210 world, I just get so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, he was in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Also, not a very good boyfriend in that nope. movie at mm-hmm. all. Mm-mm. I mean, minus 50 points for him. Yeah, at even least. Be- even before he crossed over. Because mm-hmm. that wasn't his fault. You know. Right. They were being taken. but he, Yeah, he gets points taken. But he was a dick before that anyway. Yes. And then Brood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I think of him from. And if you haven't talked about this for a while, but that old show I loved, used to watch it with my grandma, Tucker's Witch with katherine hicks and Tim matheson oh i haven't seen this one but yes i recall we've talked about it he was in that for a second too so i loved it it's it's like you know what tucker's witch is like tucker's witch is diagnosis murder meets bewitched i'm in (laughs) you know that's what it is it's that's why it's so good for me Oh, that's fun. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, but anyway, I love me Handel. Hindle. I really hope we can set up a time to talk to him. Um, I'm going to be a 90210 fangirl all the way. Fair warning. We all know this. Um, yeah. He probably does not, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll be fun. <laughs> but we got the introduction by one of his friends who was – um Over 90210, Larry Mullen is the one that Mm -hmm. reached out and said, hey, you should really talk to my friend Art. (laughs)
1: It's like, okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I knew exactly who that was right away. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God. (laughs) Anyway. Like, what? Yes. Moving on. Um, Margot Kidder. I mean, legend in her own right. I love her.
1: I love her. She's beautiful. And I just, I love her. I think yeah. of her most in this in Amityville. Yes. Um, I think of her in Amityville probably probably first. Well, one of these two. It's
2: hard to say.
1: Probably Black Christmas, but then Amityville Horror.
2: You know, I think it depends on my mood, actually. I think that changes. Well, first of all, if you say Margot Kidder, the first thing I think is Superman, honestly. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's everybody's first reaction. Yeah. But if you say Margot Kidder Horror – If it's around the holiday season, I probably think Black Christmas first. If it's in the summertime, I think I might go to Amityville first in my head. Yeah. But did you see um, her episode in Tales from the Crypt in season four? No, I don't think so. Because I'd remember. I love her. Oh, it's creepy and good they age her up like 30 years they make her really old Ooh. yeah and she it's in an episode I believe it, uh, her co-star is Kevin McCarthy who was in the original okay. Invasion of the Body Snatchers and had a cameo in the 1978 version which Art was in but um, it's so good it's about spells and aging and getting young oh my god and she's such a bitch. Ooh. Like, that character uh, was such. I got to check it out. Also, she was not happy about having to rough it in the wilderness. So that's completely me. Um, <laughs> I
1: could so. see her playing that really well, too.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's such a bitch. Um, and Rob Zombie's Halloween Part Two. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, you know, Tori turned me on to this movie. It used to be on Tubi. I don't know if it is anymore. It's called The Clown at Midnight. Have you seen it?
1: No, I haven't.
2: It's really good. It's um, it's kind of a made-for-TV, like, movie of the week type situation. But one of those dark ones where there's something sinister going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Those are the best kind. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I'll you check know, that out. Made in, like, maybe 99, 2000-ish. Awesome. So that's my favorite era of movie of the week. <laughs> It's a good it was a good time for movie of the week like oh my god <laughs> such a good time um the late 90s early 2000s yes okay oh 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 andrea martin oh my oh, god
1: she is so cute and fun and like it it's cool like seeing her in like black christmas and like just cuz i black christmas is maybe not the first like image of her i think of i think of her more like nowish you know or a little like definitely after a cat- Greek me. wedding, maybe. Yes, yes, that's like more where I'm thinking of her from. But I love her in this,
2: I adore her in this. She's yep. just great. So, she was also in, of course, the Black Christmas remake, which I loved. She played the new house mother, I love that so much. But she got to be in that. She's a funny woman, she She's is so hilarious. Honestly, my Broadway geek is about to come out. Okay, uh huh. My first thought of Andrea Martin is My Favorite Year the musical. Oh, the song I played me. the song I played for you the duck joke song? Mm-hmm. That was her. Aww. Not not the one who couldn't tell the joke but the one who was trying to teach to tell the joke. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. So, I am all about My Favorite Year the musical. The movie's fantastic, but the music in that musical and the cast in that musical is so good. So I mean honestly, I love her most from that. I listen to that soundtrack all the time. It's so good. Anyway. She's I, awesome. I, I digress. She's great. Uh, who did I leave out? Oh, uh, oh, Claire Harrison. I had a note
1: which I lost. Oh, before. um Lynn oh. Lynn Griffin, is that her name?
2: Uh Leslie or uh, uh Lynn Griffith. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in curtains. Yes. <laughs> she love. was in
1: strange brew to you. Not a horror, but I love
2: strange brew. <laughs> you know what else is not a horror Santa baby part one and two. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: that sounds right up your alley summer.
2: <laughs> I, I own them both on DVD. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fact. Um, also, there's a really good creepy movie. If you guys haven't seen it, I urge you to check it out. It's called Dreamhouse. Have you seen it? No. Uh-uh. Oh, it's good. It has Daniel Craig in it. And um, I think Naomi Watts. Wow. It's really, it's a mystery. It's a thriller, but it's mostly a mystery. Oh, writing it down. It's twisty. It's good. I like it. Nice. Um, Sergeant Nash. Lieutenant Now, is he a sergeant or lieutenant? I think he's, what's the lowest rank? He's a sergeant. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> lieutenant is uh, John Saxon. Yeah, it is. <laughs> 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 oh, um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> every time I say that now, I know. <laughs> um anyway nash I, re- I remember doug mcgrath best from porkies <laughs>
1: yeah that's what i wrote down too that's about I, um, it did you see that he's in that i haven't seen it since it came out but did you ever see that movie ghost of mars no okay i actually think it's john carpenter i might be wrong it's a newer one though. No. um no then no I I saw it in theaters. It was like early 2000s, I want to say. I guess he's in that. I haven't seen it since it came out, and I wasn't Mm. like huge on it to begin with. But yeah, I was just wondering if he'd seen that one. But apparently- I was thinking of another Mars movie when you said that. It's like, nope, that's different. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he was in the Twilight Zone movie too, but it's been a while since I've seen that. So I'm like trying to picture him. Right.
2: Right. For sure. But he was great. Loved him. Loved him. Loved him. yeah. So funny. Um, Leslie Carlson plays Graham. The ho 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 fuck guy. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dead Zone, man. The movie, The Dead Zone. Yeah. Um, He's in Video Drone, too. Yeah. And The Fly. Mm-hmm. And A Christmas Story. So, got yeah. another Christmas Story connection here. So, yeah. Um, those are all the notes that I could find because I lost That's half basically of them. all I had. So, okay,
1: that's like, that's like most everybody. I mean, I think there was like a couple like uh, other people here and there, but that's most everybody.
2: Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, this is a fun cast, right?
1: Very fun cast. There's some like pretty, pretty iconic horror people in here, which I love. And yeah, good mix of like humor and, and horror in this one. The actors are
2: great. They are. They really, really are. I mean, that's why the movie holds up. Yeah. The actors are great. Yeah. Um, but that's not a necessity for a good horror movie either. It's um, <laughs> it definitely helps. I mean, when I was talking to Charlie Schlatter, it was really funny because he asked me what makes a good horror movie for what makes a good horror movie. He's like, obviously, it has to have a good story and good acting. I said, no, it does not. It doesn't have to have a good story and it doesn't have to have good acting. It's not a prerequisite at all. Yeah. All righty. Um ooh, special effects.
0: They're not going to show this, are they? Oh my god, they're going to show it. Ah! Talk about your shock and terror.
2: Oh, I love them. I mean, there weren't very many. A lot of their stuff happened off-screen.
1: Yeah. I would say the cinematography is moves a little bit more of the, uh, the action and the plot than the special effects. But the little bit of special
2: effects there are, I like. Yeah. You know, the guy who did the special effects in this one, he also did the special effects for Jason X. And those effects were like, wow. Oh. Yeah, they are. It was the only good part about the movie. I was going to say, um, not
1: my favorite Jason movie, but the effects are, are great.
2: The effects are fantastic. Also, the Sentinel, which was really interesting. I just saw that recently. Oh, I love The Sentinel. Yeah. yeah. That's one of those movies where I always thought I'd seen it, but I never had. Yeah. There's some kooky
1: stuff that happens in that one, if I remember correctly. It's been a bit. <laughs> it's pretty kooky. Yeah. But I love The Sentinel. Cool.
2: Yeah. But I don't have a lot to say on the effects. Um, just this movie's not very effect heavy. I guess a plastic bag over the face is pretty awful. You yeah. Know, and I good. I mean
1: yeah i i wrote um you know there was the cops like slash neck in the car mm-hmm, looked good mm-hmm. you only see it for like two seconds um great corpses and i wrote blood is fine
2: blood is fine <laughs> <laughs> the blood is fine and the corpses are great this is true you know mm-hmm. i think i think that is a prerequisite for a for a good horror movie the blood is fine and the corpses are great yeah exactly <laughs> Maybe that's the title for this episode. (laughs) Blood is fine. Great. And the corpses are great. (laughs) Um, Moving right along to cinematography, since we just kind of started that. Um, Reginald H. Morris was our cinematographer in this one. Genius. Right. He also did The Christmas Story. Okay. And Porky's. Mm -hmm. And he did a movie that Barry Flatman, one of, Arts friends, yeah, which we talked about was in the Shawnee Smith movie. He talked about Easy Prey. Oh, oh, cool! Yeah, he, um, he, he talked about that one, and uh, he said that that was rough on his brain. He had to go home and literally get his head right to be back in real world. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. woo. Um, but no, this guy's done a lot. He did Phobia, which was really good. I loved, I love, love, love his cinematography. And, I mean, there is some hallway horror for you in this one, too.
1: Oh, my God. Like, the cinematography in this movie, like, it is sickeningly good. It is so good. It, like, makes my brain, like, explode. Like, I literally (laughs) wrote POV for brains, like, multiple times. The POV sequences in this movie are, like, oh, just, like, Oh amazing. I I think like this movie was really influential on Mm -hmm. slasher movies that followed it. You can see, I mean, I personally think that Black Christmas helped make that POV shot like a horror staple. Yeah. Um, I love the fuzzy glow of the Christmas lights. I love that POV up the lattice. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's really dizzying and like disorienting and oh, there's great lighting in this movie. Like uh, there's shots through the door, you know, that yeah. are just, like, gorgeous. The cinematography is, like, fucking awesome. Hallway delights, POV delights. My brain is flush. I,
2: I loved, loved, loved this, the shots. Um, well, I love the shots in the woods in the search party, of mm-hmm. course. But the the iconic shot of just looking at the house from the outside in the snow, it is very Christmas story, Right. Yeah, but the terror that's going on inside the house, and that's why it's so awesome and scary. Because how many times are you just looking at a pretty house in the snow, and you don't really know what's going on in there? And this is one of those exactly. Spaces.
1: Yeah, yep. I will say too. Um, I really love when they reveal um our killer's like eye. So at yeah. the end, at the end, when Jess goes like full final girl mode, and you see his eye through the crack in the door, that is beautiful. And then um, in Barb's kill, you know, when she opens her eyes, you see like a light and you just see like one of his eyes like in the light. That is beautiful, too. Just the way they orchestrate the phone calls as well. Like you get these like close ups of each girl's face. Everybody Mm -hmm. gathers around it. Like it builds that scene and that tension so well. I think the cinematography is honestly like just genius. Brilliant. It is. Uh-uh.
2: Groundbreaking,
1: <laughs> it is groundbreaking. Yeah. Like I said, it inspired a lot of movies. Like I, I see a lot of, like I see a lot of Halloween, um, like in this movie um, yeah, or Black I, Christmas yeah. in Halloween, I, I should say. Um, right, even the scene where she's down in the basement and you see her yeah. holding the poker and through the staircase, it very much reminds me of Lori in the closet
2: mm-hmm.
1: holding mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. knife.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. It's definitely influenced a lot of movies.
2: Absolutely. That's why it's such an important movie. Um, you know, I skipped over this because I didn't have it written down. But after our fashion moment, we normally go to best hair. So let's do that. How's my hair? <laughs> Hurricane proof. Hey, it's all about the hair. Loved um, Margot Kidder's hair uh, in the beginning. Me too. At the it's party. My it's up. Yes, bangs. Great bangs, by the way. Bang Game is strong. And then I wore my hair like this in the 90s. Okay. Layered, framed around the face, ponytail with layers coming down to your chin, just framing your face. Mm -hmm. I wore that. Good look. I wore that. That's my hair (laughs) moment.
1: That is such a good look. It's actually my favorite, too. Um, I love that look. Like, it's it's just gorgeous. I also really love, um, I wrote Phyllis's Curly Beauty. Yes.
2: It's gorgeous. She has good curls. I do she love sure her curls. She sure does. Yeah. Jessica has some great hair, too. She always has good hair. She has always had a good head of hair, that actor. Oh, yeah. hmm All righty. What do we got next? Um. Hey, how about music, huh? I love the music in this. Love yeah. the music in this. Composed by Carl. Is it here? It's so visceral. And there are shrieks and there's shrills. Mm-hmm. And there's like like someone's just pounding on the piano. It's very unnerving and it brilliant. It is so unnerving and beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, it's it's really, really brilliant. I loved it so much.
1: Um Me too. I like the Christmas carols in it too, you know, to yeah. get a little bit of caroling and it makes it really creepy, you know, when yeah. you have these like sweet kids caroling, but like all this shit's going on in this house. And um I like our killer's little scary, creepy song that he sings <laughs> after after killing Flair, like hunting the rabbit or whatever, and it's all creepy. And then I also wrote, um, yeah, Peter's un- unhinged was the word that David used, and I liked it. His unhinged word. piano composition that he, like, performs for the guys, and they're just, like, sitting there, like, whoa. <laughs> and he's all, like, ding, 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 like, playing away unhinged at this piano. I love it.
2: <laughs> you know what that composition reminds me of? I was telling you about the movie Blood Song. Yeah. The Roger Corman movie. Um also known as Hellfire. They had two titles. I always have it as Bloodsong. My DVD reads Bloodsong. Most people know it as Hellfire. And it's about a man in like 1890 or something who's composing a symphony for the devil. And the symphony that you hear sounds kind of like that. Love it. You know, there's some... Some banging on the piano and then it gets all light and wonderful and then more banging and drama and light and wonderful. And so yeah, I would like to think that Blood Song maybe took inspiration from this as well. I can maybe. see it. Yep. It was an inspirational movie for sure. I told you but as you were talking about the piano just now, I was hearing the Blood Song theme in my brain. And I, oh and I lovely. was also like, Where it's so what's that from? What's that from? What's that from? What's that from? <laughs>
1: What is this music in my head? Make it <laughs> stop.
2: <laughs> this
1: piano is so unhinged. Where is it from?
2: Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. But the music is great. It's so yeah. good for the tone of this movie, right? Totally. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. Um aging. It's a time capsule. It is. <laughs> it, it really
1: is. is- from the technology, you know, the phones, I have oh. to say, I didn't know like wiretapping. I had no idea like why it was called that. Why it like seeing this movie educated me so much on how they used to have to do that. Like when they're in like the station, yeah. they have to find the right wire and they have to physically go into the house and put the thing in the phone. Like I was like, yeah. oh, wiretap. That's why they call it that. It was educational. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, don't I mean, know. I've seen many a movie in the 90s where they had to attach something to the phone to tap the phone. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the seeing that scene with all the phone lines like just the halls and halls of phone lines, Yeah, I mean oh my god. Yeah, I was like whoa. And then of course the hair, the clothes, you know it's,
1: it's, it is 70s. Oh, and I'm yeah.
2: glad. Oh yeah. Definitely, it's one of my
1: favorite eras of horror. I just love the look of seventies horror.
2: Oh yes, for sure, for sure. Um, oh, the story, story writing, so uh, good,
1: so good. It's like kind of a classic story, but yeah, again, like it had like a lot of uh, like definitely influential elements because you got you got the killer. the The call is coming from the house. Yeah, like, what's going on. That's, that's one that's popular. And that was definitely like a, a killer is the killer. The call is coming from inside the house. It's one of those. Yep. Um, and then just, you know, the sorority girls being, you know, hunted down kind of like that. Like that's a very popular story now. I, I just, I love it. I, I think like a uh, part of why it works so well is the like relationships between the characters are so real. Like, these girls they don't always get along but man they're good to each other like they're really trying to look out for each other mm-hmm. when they're not feeling well they're like you okay like she comes in and checks on barb when she's having like an asthma attack like i think that because the girls relationships are so genuine and real feeling we really care about
2: them except for claire they hated Claire. oh yeah they did oh well, not they but barb hated barb Claire. did
1: <laughs> everybody you know but jess went to try to check on her and be right. like you in there Claire you're not dead right you're not right. dead in the closet right
2: <laughs> at all right nope <laughs> you know speaking of story um, I read on the internet so could be true could be false that Roy Moore who wrote the script took inspiration for the story from an actual series of murders that took place in um, Quebec oh. around the Christmas season and then he kind of merged that with you know the urban legend, the babysitter and the man upstairs yeah So I could see that. Yeah. Lovely story. (laughs) Um, scary.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, Jesse, you wizard, you've outdone yourself. I love that. So good. So awesome. All right. Such um, a wizard. <laughs> Such a wizard.
2: Um, that is, but that is 100% how we feel about these movies when we talk about scary. We're like, <laughs> yeah. I know. You know, yeah, things don't really scare
1: us. This one didn't really scare me, although I will say I think that the moment when um, – Jess actually runs away from him. Yeah. Like she sees him, she runs. I do think there's some, like, there's definitely some, like, it made me feel a little scared, I guess, when she's like behind the door and he's just pounding at the door and making those noises. And she's just like standing there with her poker. And like, that's a little scary because yeah. like he's, he's like a total animal, you know, in the that suspense. moment. It's the
2: suspense that we get during Halloween where he's coming and she has nowhere to go and oh, what's going to happen? Yeah.
1: So that has a little bit of scariness or tension.
2: Yeah, tension. Yeah. Tension, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go off onto a little tangent real quick. So um, Henry's on a, a crocodile horror movie kick right now. Okay. There's some good ones. Yeah. Yeah. You heard me. Or alligators, crocodiles, uh, those sea creatures, you know, those swamp creatures. Dinosaurs. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> And we were actually watching Wolf Creek last night. Oh, uh-huh. uh the first one, which I haven't mm-hmm. seen for many, many years. And to be put it on, so I'm like, "Oh my gosh, yes." So, I was thinking and he starts talking about the the northern territory in Australia and how the creatures up there will just kill you and he's not going up there and I said, "Good, cuz I'm not going anywhere in the wilderness at all ever." <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> and I said, you know, I kept saying to myself, and I said it on the show, you know, if these silly kids were not so intent on finding this Wolf Creek, and there's nothing there. <laughs> I know. It's not even a creek. There's no yeah. water. You know, it's a meteor site and they wanted to see it and they want to see some other things on their road trip, too. But if they weren't so intent on taking a three hour hike to go see this nothingness in the middle of nowhere where there's no help coming, then they would also be alive today. Yeah, that's very true. It all starts in the wilderness, you know, wrong turn. You don't go there. You're going to be just fine. Yeah. The hills have eyes. Oh yeah. No road trips through the desert. You're gonna be alive. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean the
1: wilderness is kind of designed to kill you. I, I love it. I love being outside. I do. I do not. <laughs> I do, but um, it is designed to kill you. I mean, at least here I live in I live in Arizona, so if the sun doesn't get you, the rattlers might, or the scorpions, yeah. or the plants, because they all got thorns. Like you can get yeah. torn up in the cactus. Yes,
2: yes, yeah, yes. The wilderness yes.
1: will. Yeah, wilderness is sharp and cold and hot and
2: got teeth and thorns, poison. Yeah. <laughs> no self service. There's no nope. help coming.
1: Yeah. No bathrooms either. No
2: bathrooms out there. <laughs> this is true. No showers. I need my shower. I'm. I'm not. I'm not good in the elements at all. Now, this being said, um, I'm according to to my theory, if you stay inside, you're going to be fine, right? Well, I I just saw the movie The Belko Experiment. I don't I don't think I've seen that. Actually, utterly terrifying. They're all stuck inside, and they all still die. So there is that. Yeah, <laughs> but I choose not to put myself in the elements. I I think I have a better chance indoors or at least in the city environment but yeah but yeah um so for this one for scary i mean it's a little scary that there's someone in your house of course and i definitely have had moments where i'm home alone henry's at work or on a trip and i hear something
1: mm-hmm. in the,
2: my little itty bitty apartment in the living room and i I have looked in the closets before. You got to check. Like just to make sure, just to make extra, extra sure because I've seen enough movies.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. The closet is definitely a place I've checked
2: too. (laughs) Yeah, I I live in a 750 square foot apartment. It's not like it's a big sorority house that I have to search, Mm -hmm. but I do – I have checked closets under the beds, behind doors. Um, on occasion when I got myself freaked out because I heard a noise.
1: I I freaked myself out with noises, too. We all do it. I <laughs> was like, that was probably nothing, right? Nothing or something horrible, maybe? Exactly.
2: <laughs> Henry will, will, will hear noises all the time and go and check it out. So he's that guy that gets killed in the horror movie. <laughs> You know, he has to go investigate the strange noise. Yeah. Sometimes
1: I worry I might be that person too because I'm like, what is that? Yeah. You know, but maybe I'd run away. I don't know.
2: Typical. I think my horror knowledge would
1: keep me keep me alive because I'd say, nope, I hear the chainsaw. I know what it is. I don't need to go look.
2: Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah. But he'll go and investigate the strange noise, and I'll be like, I'm right here. supervising from a distance you go can can do that the door. There. if i hear screams i'll run yeah. <laughs> i got my hand on 911 yep oh my god okay um pacing i like the pacing on this yeah, yeah. No, it's good it's good this one is i don't really consider this movie as much of a, a slasher film it, it's much more of a suspense thriller for me Mm-hmm. but it's very, very suspenseful and it's a mystery and you still don't know who the killer is in the end. Exactly. And that's even scarier. They never show you. They, he's, not only is he not dead, you don't know who it is. Exactly, and I like that. Yeah, that's good stuff. But no, pacing, great. Hour and a half, perfect. Yeah, perfect. It never feels like it drags. So you get
1: enough, Um, again, I like that you get to get to know the girls a little bit. You get to know those relationships a bit, just the right amount where you like care about them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's always rough when you're walking into a situation um, in a movie where of course all your characters are together and you have to establish that dynamic very quickly so Mm -hmm. the audience doesn't get bored. And I think they did a good job at that. They did. They did. It's a,
1: it's a thin line, you know, it can be. Yeah, but they did it well.
2: Yeah, they do. It can be it can be difficult because sometimes I'm watching movies. And I'm like, this dialogue is so stupid. We don't have conversations like this, but I know they're doing it to give the audience their backstory. Mm-hmm. But real people don't talk like this in conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, twist.
0: No, that's not an idea. That's a Twist
2: i mean of course the calls are coming from inside the house yep that's
1: the biggest one in my opinion and then the end you know where it's like
2: what (laughs) yeah definitely the end when it's not peter and he's still up to his old tricks yep yep um did i leave anything out am i missing something i don't think so i'm looking through all my notes it looks like we
1: hit hit everything unless you got some fun facts
2: i do but before that we can do our overall movie rating
0: and the winner is
2: i'll let you go okay well um
1: this is one of my favorite movies it's one of my favorite it is my favorite christmas movie 100 percent. but it's one of my favorite movies of all time I just think it's a classic. I think it's masterfully done. I think the acting is great, the story is great. The cinematography is just a fucking dream. And of course, you I mean, it's got John Saxon at like prime foxiness. <laughs> just had to bring it back once more because oh my god. Okay, I'm looking at the photos as we speak. No, I can't cuz I'd be way too distracting.
2: Anyway, I give it a 10. It's a 10 for me. Good for you. <laughs> I, I would like to think at least two of those points are because of John. I mean, probably. At least two. At least two. <laughs> if God, it wasn't John, then it would be an eight for you. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, yeah. Okay. Here's the interesting thing about this one. This is a movie where each time I watch it, I like it a teeny tiny bit more.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, I mean, I think I was more neutral on my rating the first time around when we did this. I think maybe I was a five or a six. Sure. I've watched this movie a lot of times since then. I've watched this movie a lot of times before that. And it just keeps getting better and better. I see new things every time. I hear new things every time. I mean, the details in this movie are great. Um, I'm going to, you know, a solid seven and a glass unicorn. That's that's solid. Yeah, super solid. And maybe a hockey mask, seven unicorn, and a hockey mask. Almost an eight. Go. That's almost, almost an eight. eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh, and like you said, it paved the way for so many, so many other things. It sure there, did. There's our foxy John Saxon. Oh my goodness, <laughs> he looks That's like not... John Wayne in that. <laughs> there's the other one. Oh my God, put it away. <laughs>
1: Uh, put it away. I told Woo! you it's full of Woo! them. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't even
2: remember I did it until this morning. I didn't realize he was that hunky under that lieutenant shirt. Yeah, I know. Okay, moving on. <laughs> okay, now we have something new to do next time we see each other. <laughs> we'll get pictures of John Saxon. Oh, we sure do. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> All right, it is fun fact time.
1: That's the fact, Jack! That's the fact, Jack!
2: All right. So, Black Christmas was originated when the Canadian writer Roy Moore read about the story of the murders that I told you to in Westmont, Montreal, and then he wrote the script and sent the script um, out, but nobody wanted it. No, This movie almost didn't happen. Can you imagine? Oh, it would be so sad. And so Bob Clark came in and took the screenplay um, and worked with it and made a few little changes and renamed it Stop Me. Hmm. Okay. Somewhere in between then and the release it became Black Christmas. But that's how this happened. But this movie almost didn't happen. Because nobody wanted it. Well, I bet they were kicking themselves in the ass after yeah. it came out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, another fun thing about Bob Clark was it was he was very present on the um, and produced on the set of the 2006 remake.
1: That's cool. Yeah, Good. So,
2: so he had an influence and a heavy hand in that. So that gives it some credibility for me. Yeah, well. Um, Bob Clark also wanted to make a horror movie where you never get to see the killer. And he succeeded. Yeah, he did. This movie was a success in Canada but flopped big time in the US box office. I heard that. Yeah. Um, all of our favorites do, really though. Oh, yeah. According to Bob, the uh, script featured more murder scenes with more graphic detail, but he thought that it was more effective to keep it toned down and subtle, um, making it more of a psych thriller, like I said. Yeah. This film is regarded as one of the first slashers with, of course, Texas Chainsaw coming before it and Bay of Blood in 1971 in Psycho and Peeping Mm -hmm. Tom, both in 1960. Um, and like I said, I think, I think, I think this is one is more of a psych thriller, but it's still, I like those too. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think it
1: holds its, um, I do think it holds a important place in slashers, but mm-hmm. I, I see it as more like a, a psych thriller too, but this I give one, it its props for slashing one, too.
2: This one is a slasher in a way that, um, cause our friends over at the Saturday night at the movies podcast had this. And debate uh, Bloody New Year Kate mm-hmm. from that show said this one is a supernatural slasher and they're like no it's not and she goes yes it is and this is why and I think this has those elements of this is why even yeah. though I don't it's not enough slashing for me mm-hmm. but it has the kind of elements that Bloody New Year did for the slasher vibes um, and my last fun fact is For those demented phone call scenes How the, What the actors were reacting To was Bob Clark off camera Threatening them
1: <laughs> uh, And all that other stuff was
2: added in later of course As it always is But no he was just you know Giving them some threats to make them react <laughs> So that's what they're reacting to Oh, that's
1: awesome. I love
2: that. <laughs> oh, it's so good. All right. So it is shout-out time. First and foremost, we have to shout-out our Patreons, John Best. and Daryl.
0: And there was much rejoicing.
2: They support us every single week, believe in us, keep us going, listen to our shows, give us feedback. And we just love them so much. Thank you, guys. You guys rock. Yeah, you do. Um, Next, we have to shout out our artist, Clark, who creates the best title cards every single week. Every week. It's even better than the last. And yeah, it's just so good. It's just so good. Um, Next, we have David O'Hanlon. Yeah. uh, Our resident author. Who was making a dolls of horror novel. I actually just talked to him. He said it's coming along nicely. And I told him that I had a dream about him in the book the other night. And I <laughs> dreamt that it was a great big hit and we were going on a book tour. Oh, I love All it. All four of us.
1: I actually dream of us one day doing like an audio book version of it where we would like read it and we'd have David do like the narrative parts. Like he'd read the narration in between we'd like voice it and then maybe even we could get some of our improv friends to voice other characters yes. and we could release them in you know episodes like chapters that would be so fun to do like an audio like play version of it and we got enough improv
2: friends and stuff that i think other people would like hop on and be willing to voice some characters between our improv friends and our actor friends yeah and our voiceover friends yeah I and then mean, we can
1: we read our parts you know and david can read like the narrative in between and it would be really fun you guys radio like, play style man what yeah. the
2: fuck that's great yeah <laughs> that would be really fun <laughs> that would be amazing oh wow i just got inspired all over again it's so good <laughs> I'm super inspired. I meant to tell you guys this
1: idea that David had earlier. My David, but um I was, <laughs> was gonna like, say wait. What? Should... I know we got a couple of Davids in, in the mix here. Um, <laughs> but my David was like, uh, you guys should like do an audiobook version of that when it comes out. that would be really cool. That would be
2: so good.
1: Just saying. If you guys if you, listeners, if if you like that idea, let us know. Reach out to us.
2: Love that idea. That's amazing. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm all in. All in. Yes. Um. Well, gosh, I think that's all I have for shout out. Shout outs. Am I missing anyone? Just the one. Just the one. But he's not a shout out. He's family.
1: He is family. But we got (laughs) a
2: shout about anyway. (laughs) Our producer Jesse. Yes. Hey boo. (laughs) (laughs) So. So um, I was talking about this before we started, but I went over to Jesse's apartment uh, earlier in the week and I watched him edit an episode for us. And it was like wizardry. I told him I was going to name him after Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 and call him the Wizard Master from now on. I was in awe of what he was doing. It was also fun to get him to listen to the mo- parts of the movie we picked for Epic Lines for the first time because he'd never seen it and watched him giggle and <laughs> chuckle. <laughs> I also heard him pick out the new little, like, little jingles you heard for mm-hmm. us for, you know, um, the scary and stuff. And he's like, ooh, I'm going to use that. <laughs> I-, I saw the the light bulb click in his brain. Ah, the amazing. whole creative process that he puts into these shows, it was it was kind of magical to witness, and I can't wait to do it again. It was great. I want to see it. <laughs> well,
0: I well, I'm extremely I'm extremely flattered at all the kind words and everything. It it is it is definitely I definitely have a um a very like fly by the seat of your pants kind of way of editing where I I have the timestamps I do the editing, but when I hear stuff that I didn't initially listen for the first time, and then I stumble yeah. upon it when I'm doing the editing, I get super excited. Like, oh, this would totally work for blah blah blah. And that's what happened when Summer was there. So yeah, she um, she totally saw like because when I get inspired by that, like because when I, especially when I'm not looking for it, it's very exciting because it's like oh, I didn't even see that the first time, and right. now here we are. But yeah, no, and, and it was a pleasure showing you and um, Jamie. I would love to uh, show you too. I think both of you would be just as good as like you keep you know praising me for being like if you were doing this for as long as I had. But uh, it's not. Uh, it's it kind of. Becomes becomes second nature after a while, I guess is my point but it's but it, but it is very flattering that you um, uh, that you say so, such nice things about it though
1: yeah it really was like magic um, yeah when you're a wizard it's second nature but <laughs> the rest of us are mere mortals over here
2: jesse like <laughs> wizard master over there All right, fine.
0: i will i will take the wizard reins and i will and i will wear them um with pride <laughs> 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 and, I, and i and i especially thank you for seriously seriously thank you for all of the uh, nice words that you say about the work that I do. And a special thanks to all of you listeners out there for all of your tremendous support. And just to point out that all of our Dolls of Horror goodness can be found at thedollsofhorror.com, the amazing website that Jamie put together herself and has everything from episodes, interviews, merchandise, and more. You can also follow us on the social medias on Facebook and Instagram at thedollsofhorror and Twitter at justdollsofhorror. And if you prefer email and want to reach out, say hi, give some feedback, or even some movie suggestions, you can do so at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. And if you're willing and able to help support the show so that it can keep growing, please feel free to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com the Dolls of Horror where you can access our entire back catalog where we have upwards of four or 5 unaired episodes at any given time. And in addition, you'll get a free Dolls of Horror t-shirt and become eligible to participate in our live stream killer trivia duels where you can win even more Dolls of Horror merchandise, all of which you can check out on our website or simply follow the link in the description the description
2: absolutely and jesse and i were talking about this we really do hope to get the a live stream going this december could have already happened by the time this drops but i mean i'm hoping we can do a live stream it'll probably be during the weekday because i am now working all my weekends Mm -hmm. in in the evenings so it'll probably be sometime during the weekday but we're, we're really hoping to, to get that up and going again because I miss live streaming with you guys because it's just so much yeah. fun. It is fun. I
1: can't wait till we do it again. Life.
2: Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the part of life that really matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Um, well, guys, I have one more shout out that I just thought of just now. Okay. Yeah. Here's a story. I was just at the dentist yesterday and it is going to be quite an ordeal. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's going to be a process. Um, My root canal is broken and they thought I was going to have to have another one, which is the original reason that I went. And I was really nervous and it hurt also. And I was just like, it's going to be bad because I was having flashbacks from the other uh, root canal. But then I was also having flashbacks
1: from the dentist. <laughs> I was just gonna say you were thinking about the dentist, weren't you?
2: I was thinking about our episode, and I told the whole staff about it, about the show, our episode, and the movie, because they're all young. Um, and I said, guys, if there's, because they apparently they they really like horror. Most of those people there that I talked to, they decorated oh. the office with spooky shit, like. Um, a sea, a seahorse skeleton was out there, and oh, and cute. you know there was a sign that says "tis the season to be spooky," and mm-hmm. apparently the one receptionist went to like the dollar store to go get like notepads and came back with that <laughs> lover <her. laughs> for <Before> the office, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I like you, yeah. But that's how it all started, and they, then they saw my Michael Myers bag, and then. Like, there's this dentist horror movie, and it's really effective. And, you know, if there's ever a horror movie that never needed to be made, it is about the dentist. <laughs> and, yeah. So shout out to my folks over at First Family Dental in Chicago for keeping it spooky and yeah. taking care of my teeth and saving me from one root canal. We'll see what happens with the next one.
1: <laughs> I, yeah. I, I love you guys. Uh, I'm far away. But your office sounds awesome, and thank you for taking good care of summer. I also told them about your dental ordeal with the dentist pages. <laughs> They're like, Oh my god! Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm glad that they were horrified too. <laughs> they didn't
2: believe me, <laughs> I know it's unbelievable, but it's true. <laughs> they were both like, Wow, that's never happened here. <laughs>
1: Oh, my my grandma was with me oh my god it was just bad
2: it was scary oh. no. right <laughs> see I, I've got to you now <laughs> you're holding your face <laughs> I, yeah <laughs> but yeah so it, a, my dental work is is never going to end thank god we have great horror movies like The Dentist to keep me frightened all the time <laughs> thank goodness <laughs> I might have to up my scary rating on that one after this yeah just talking about it makes me want to give it a higher score. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right, guys. That about wraps up Black Christmas. Make sure you come back for all of our other spooky Christmas season episodes. I'm yeah. so excited to record for these. I'm so excited. Ah, me too. Yay. Hope you guys are having a great spooky holiday season. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
0: this has been a presentation of the Dells of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to the dolls, send them an email at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at thedollsofhorror or on Twitter at dollsofhorror for bonus content. And if you really like the podcast and want to support them financially so that they can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description or go to patreon.com slash thedollsofhorror for more information. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.
1: We can all agree that John Saxon is foxy. (laughs) Can
0: we just spend the rest of the episode about Jamie talking about how much she has the hots for John Saxon?
1: (laughs) I live in Arizona, so if the sun doesn't get you, the rattlers might, or the scorpions, or the plants. I was like, I can't believe I've never talked about my crush
2: on John Saxon before.
1: What is this music in my head? Yeah, Make it <laughs> stop.
2: I mean I'm running out of room in my living room for all the yeah. body parts I want in this movie. Same.
1: <laughs> John Saxon at like <laughs> prime foxiness. <laughs> Just had to bring it back once more because oh my god. Okay, I'm looking at the photos as we speak. No, I can't, because that would be way too distracting.
0: Well, let it be known, folks, that if you're ever out with Jamie and she wants to show you pictures on her phone, she just might get to some saucy pictures of John <laughs> Saxon. Be careful. <laughs>